Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence for Roots Face Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Suzuki Rule Part 2. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Just to summarize, in case you are running backwards, you might want to read Suzuki, listen to the Suzuki Rule Part 1 before you listen to Part 2. But if you want to listen to Part 2 before you want to listen to Part 1, that's all right with me as well. Um, Part 1 was about there is a new rule in Major League Baseball that... If a player is top three in the rookie of the year balloting with certain stipulations, his team gets an additional first round draft pick the next cycle. Woohoo! Um, since the stipulation involves major league service time, say you Suzuki will almost certainly break camp with the Cubs or possibly very, 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 very shortly thereafter. And my question in part one was, what are the stipulations on a player being eligible to get his team an additional draft choice if he finishes top three in the rookie of the year? Seems reasonable, no? Top three, rookie of the year, get a draft pick, that'll work. So what are the stipulations? I ended up looking it up, and apparently, 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 the ink is starting to dry, so you can, to an extent, read to what the stipulations are. Stipulations are, to qualify, a player cannot have more than... 60 days of MLB service time in the year before he's eligible for the draft pick. So, Seiyu Suzuki, zero days, he would be eligible. Let's see, who is a person who, um, hmm, I don't know, if, if there's some guy who's been around the league for, you know, like, 100 days, he would not be eligible for draft pick compensation because he can only have up to 60 days of MLB service time. So if a player is at 59 days of service time, he is eligible. If he is at 61 days of service time, he is not eligible. So, hmm, let's think conspiratorially for a second. Because, after all, Major League executives are all about trying to get free things for their team. Let's take, for example, Brennan Davis. Very possibly, Brennan Davis could, at some point in the relatively near future, be a useful young player in Major League Baseball, and possibly may even be a top three rookie of the year candidate, possibly, possibly, maybe, perhaps, perchance, maybe, 
potentially. So, let's think conspiratorially. Since 60 days is the minimum, or the maximum, um, here's, here's my thought. When teams have a player like a Brennan Davis, who next year may be top two or top three in the league's Rookie of the Year balloting, seems kind of obvious to me that the executives will want to keep him in AAA until that 59-day mark, or maybe even the 58-day mark, just in case. Does that sound like service time manipulation? Does that sound like service time manipulation to me? It kind of does to you. It kind of does to me. No, we're not going to call up Brennan Davis until... 59, 58, 57 days before because we want to get our free stuff. Does that, does that sound conspiratorial? Does that sound like service time manipulation? To me, it sounds like both. But it's exactly what I'd do because I would be more interested in getting the free draft choice than I would be interested in minding the Service time manipulation, because the service time manipulation has pretty much gone out the window. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Chris Bryant will sign with the Colorado Rockies because they offer him the most money. And nobody shivs a git anymore. So, end of the season. October. Whatever. All of a sudden... Brennan Davis, hey, keep going, keep going, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great... August 15th, hey, you want to get called up? That kind of sounds suspicious. As soon as it's past that 60-day mark and all the quality rookies start getting called up, is that going to sound suspicious? Sounds suspicious to me already. It hadn't even happened yet. But like I say, it's exactly what I do because the goal is not to be decent human beings or anything like that. The goal is to get additional draft choices for your organization. Brandon Davis, call him up 54, 55 days before the end of the season. Have him get all the kinks out, all that kind of stuff. Make sure that he's not... Um, eliminated from being rookie of the year and then have him try to be top three in rookie of the year the next year. It's exactly what I do. It's completely horrible. It's completely despicable. It's completely against the entire um, premise of being fair to the players and avoiding service time manipulation, all that. But the reality is service time manipulation is part of the game. It's what is done. It's how teams do it. Service time manipulation is basically a badge of honor. It's how it works. It's how it works. And then when a player does get to the point where their service time actually does matter because they're possibly going to be a free agent, blah, 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 whatever, if your team is not competing that season, and you trade them for the best pick.
package of prospects you can possibly get, or at least that's how I've seen. Suzuki should start with the Cubs either right away or shortly thereafter. And I would imagine there would be some sort of an effort to keep Brennan Davis down in AAA working on his defense or working on his base running or working on his whatever. Then at a certain point, okay, now we're going to call him up because he can still get us a first-round draft choice next season because of the 60-day service limit. Yes, all hail service time manipulation. It's still the way to go. Thanks for stopping by.